Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Well, good morning. I'm delighted to deliver this uh, very short message to you today, this 10-minute tonic. And guess what? I've never, ever done this before. I'm a complete beginner. So there must be skills with teaching, preaching, uh, reading scripture, speaking to an audience and speaking to a camera, public speaking, that I know nothing about, let alone have. So I thought to myself when I was preparing this, you know, there's only one way out. There's only one way this can work. I'm going to need some really, really strong material, as they say in the arts and entertainment industry. What I say has to be strong. The content has to be strong. And if it is, maybe any pauses, hesitations or hiccups won't matter too much, perhaps. So what's the strongest material I could choose from this book, from the Bible? Surely it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus is throughout the book. You'll find it everywhere. And it's explicitly in... Well, one place I'm going to choose today, it's 1 Corinthians 15. What is this gospel? It's that Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he was raised from the dead. So simple to remember, therefore so easy to forget. So the gospel isn't a book. It's two very simple sentences. Paul wanted to remind the church of Corinth about this gospel Now, the church at Corinth, there was a power struggle. They were fighting with sin. There was uh, disorderly services. There was chaos in the services. Um, People were walking within their egos, not in the gospel. They were in trouble. So Paul had to write these two letters, which are in our Bible, um, to rebuke them, to correct them lovingly. And in the chapter I've chosen today, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 4, he feels it's right to remind them of the gospel. This is what he says. Brothers, I wish to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if, you hold fast to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you've believed in vain. For what I received, I have passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised up on the third day according to the scriptures. So, we know that Paul had previously preached this gospel to the church. They had heard it. They had listened. He says they had received it. They had accepted it as truth. They agreed with it. They accepted the facts. He says that they have taken their stand on it. They have acted on it. They've been baptized. They've come together as a church. They're still coming together as a church, even despite all of the problems they're going through with sin, infighting, etc. 
So they've taken their stand. They've acted on this gospel. If you were to ask them, do you believe in it? They'd say, yep, yep, sure. So what's gone wrong? What are they not doing? Why is Paul reminding them of this gospel? So simple to remember. So easy to forget. Well, he says, by this gospel you are saved and gives a condition. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you. So perhaps they're not holding fast to what he said. They're not remembering this gospel every minute, every day. They're not walking around with it in their hearts, on their lips. Sometimes it passes them by. They're not holding fast to those words. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again on the third day. So if we go to the words Paul chooses to give us the gospel, if we have a look at them, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He's making the point here that some of them at least who had read scripture, who knew scripture, they'd known about this previously anyway before he preached it. It was there in the scriptures. Christ's death for our sins is in many places in the Old Testament. A good example is Isaiah 53, where it says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And a few sentences down, the Lord caused all of our iniquities to fall upon him. So it's there. It was written beforehand. He was buried this shows us that Jesus died a truly human death. And that truly human death was defeated. Because on the third day, the Father rose him up. And in Romans 8, 11, it says he rose him up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Christ rising from the dead is uh, in many places in the Old Testament. And uh, one I'd like to choose is Jonah 1. Jonah chapter 1, we see a type, a representation, a prophetic representation of the resurrection of Christ. Jonah was escaping the word of the Lord on a boat, and suddenly a storm brewed up, and the seas were raging. He said, look, throw me into the sea, and the storm will cease. So they threw him in. And this sacrifice, Jonah's sacrifice, calmed the storm. His sacrifice calmed the storm. The Lord then caused a giant fish to swallow him. And Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish before the fish vomited him up on dry land. This is a representation of the coming resurrection of Jesus. And there are many others. So we've heard this gospel so simple to remember so easy to forget. So what does it mean to us? How do we apply this message that I'm giving today as a complete beginner? Well, it's one word. I believe it's the most terrifying word in all of the Bible for non-believers and one of the most powerful words for believers. Terrifying for non-believers, the word is remember. It's terrifying because in Luke 16, we hear the story of the rich man who had everything he ever wanted. And the poor man, Lazarus, who lived by his gate, 
in the gutter, covered in sores, who had nothing. Now the rich man would have walked past Lazarus every day and not helped him. The rich man went on to hell. Lazarus went up to heaven. In hell, the rich man called out to Abraham in agony. But Abraham replied, Remember how in your life you had everything and you have been paid in full. Lazarus had nothing and he's now being rewarded in heaven. But here in uh, verse 1, Paul tells believers to remember this gospel. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again on the third day. Why do we need to remember it? When do we need to remember it? We get carried away in life, obviously. Um, Family, friends, work, it clouds us. So these are the obvious things, aren't they? We just get distracted in the world. We're fighting a constant battle, aren't we, Um, against the world, against the the spirits of this world. And sometimes we lose out. We We fall into daily patterns and all the trouble and anxiety. So those are the obvious reasons. In 1 Corinthians 13, we are given a list of good church activities which we can all do and feel holy. Looking after widows, feeding the poor, praying in tongues, prophesying. And it tells us unless we do it in love, it comes to nothing. Do you think it's the case for all of us that we can sometimes busy ourselves with doing what we think are good activities, which we are actually told are good activities, feeding the poor, the social gospel, walking around in the community, professing the word of Christ, all the good things we are told to do in the name of Jesus. Can we do it but forget who we are doing it for? Is it possible that we can focus on the authority God has given us, healing, blessing, and forget where the power is coming from? If we do it for long enough, as our passions get involved, can we forget the reason we should be doing it? This is subtle, and there's a good example in Numbers 20, and this is very subtle. In Numbers 20, Moses was told to draw water from a rock for the Israelites to drink and for their animals. And the Lord said, speak to the rock and draw water from it. The Lord told Moses to take his rod, his big stick. What Moses actually did, he went up and he struck the rock three times and water did actually gush from the rock. Now, when you read it, you think, okay, he did it, fine. But there was a big problem. The Lord wasn't happy. And at first you think, well, what did he do wrong? It's subtle. Moses forgot to honor the Lord in front of the Israelites. For a moment... It seems he forgot where the power was coming from. He thought the power was coming from his stick. The Lord did not tell him to hit the rock with a stick. He said, speak. This is subtle. So we need to remember this simple gospel, so simple to remember, so easy to forget. In everything we do, as our passions get involved in church activities, we can shift. We can shift. God does can become I do. The Lord blesses can become I bless. The Lord heals can become 
I heal. So you see, we need to remember this gospel in everything we do, everything we think, every moment of the day. We need to hold fast in it. Not just hear it, not just accept it, not just go through the motions. We need to hold fast in it. This was the issue with the church in Corinth. They'd heard it, they'd accepted it. They'd taken their stand, they were acting upon it, they were still meeting as a church. Were they holding fast in it every moment, every second of the day? If you're listening to this and you are not a follower of Jesus, and you've just heard this wonderful gospel, Christ died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and he rose again on the third day, defeating death. If you've heard that gospel, is this something you can believe in? If the answer is no, if you don't believe in it, then I have a follow-up question. Do you want to believe in it? I didn't really believe, but I wanted to believe. And one day I thought, I decide to believe. And if you call out to the Lord, if you call out to God, he will be faithful. And it does say that in the Bible. So if you pray, help me with my faith, then this gospel, I believe, will be something you can believe in, you can hear, you can accept, you can take your stand, and you can walk in it, you can hold fast to it. So, how did I do? Did I hesitate? Did I hiccup? Did I get my words twisted? Did I look awkward? Did I get out of breath? Did I have strong material? We need this material stronger than steel in everything we do, every moment of the day. I want to suggest a real solid application. We can set the alarm on our phones, on our mobile phones, to go off three times a day. And when it does, speak out loud, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. By his blood, we are saved. He rose again on the third day, and he's coming back. What's the missing word? What's the missing word there? He's coming back. In 1 John, it tells us we are in the final hour in God's timetable. And that was written 2,000 years ago. He's coming back soon. Amen.